This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening and however you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 Mm a.m., giving you education and tools for you to use in your own life to make your retirement the ideal and uh, actually the great retirement. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 So good morning. Good morning. We've got a great show lined we up do. for you today, folks. We good are topic. really, really excited about this, and it's kind of a in vogue topic that we're going to talk mm. about today. It's like a, a newer, you know, like new how you use in vogue. In vogue. <laughs> vogue. 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 Yeah. Vogue. So, but a couple What's things first, though. Madonna? That was Madonna, yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah. You want to go ahead? Yeah, couple yeah. So, first. a couple things first. So, if you haven't checked out our website, please do do so go to the innovative team.com and um, we have lots of great stuff on the website so you can look at our radio show information which includes past shows so you can go listen to any of the past shows that you might like to listen to um, all the topics are listed there too so it makes it very easy to download um, all of our shows are actually podcasted too on google apple and spotify i think i got all those um, so check that out and then also there's a complimentary retirement income toolkit on our website so uh, download that that is free for anybody who is maybe interested in checking us out or just want some more information on retirement. Uh, There's four great articles in there, really good information on social security, tax planning, all that information to kind of get you started on your retirement journey. So check that stuff out. And then one last thing, if you haven't ordered Brock's book, you got to order it. The last paycheck. The last paycheck. How to build sustainable retirement income and keep those paychecks coming in. (laughs) So yeah, we're really excited about a lot of things, but here's the deal, folks. You can have all the information in the world. Yeah, but if you don't use it. But if you don't use it and do something about it, it's no good. Well, so to get the last paycheck, though, you need to go. We didn't tell you how to get it. You got to go to Amazon.com. And you can purchase it there. I know he's giving me that look. He wanted to move on, but you know, they gotta know. They gotta know how to get it. All this great information, but if you don't do anything about it, it doesn't do you any good. So do something about it today, folks. Give us a call at 332-7855 or shoot us an email. Get on our website. You can throw a little inquiry on there to us. You wanna hear us talk about any particular subject on our radio show here? We'd love to have your ideas and input. But really, the best way you can help yourself is just come sit down with us. Okay? We're not going to charge you a fee just to have a conversation. Trust me. It's all good. We won't, you know, charge you a fee and all that stuff. So we're really excited about all the people that have already done that. Mm-hmm. So follow in their footsteps and let's get something done for yeah. you. Yeah. So you can email us at the retirement playbook at gmail.com, the retirement playbook at gmail.com. And I think um, we're going to give a couple books away. I okay. think during this show, does that let's sound okay? It. Yeah. So the first two people who email us at the retirement playbook at gmail.com. Um, we will give you a complimentary copy of Brock's book, The Last Paycheck. So so email us so you can get a chance to get a copy of uh, Brock's book. So, all right. All so right. here we go. We're going to get into the topic. I am so excited Me about too. this. Me too. This is yes, a good one. This is very, very good stuff here. Um, so, you know, most of the time when you are uh, planning for retirement, you're saying, okay, I am going to work until age 62. Okay. Now, what do we have a couple issues there? What are the issues? The issues are, what are you going to do for health care? Right. Okay, number Which is one. It's the big issue for it's the biggest everyone. issue. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. the number one thing that prevents people from retiring and and before age sixty five. No right. doubt about it. Right. So okay, so um, or, or you might have a plan to work till your full retirement age with Social Security. Maybe that's sixty six. Maybe you just want to do to sixty five Medicare eligible to reduce those health care costs. Um, so you you have different needs and different wants for when you think uh, you want to retire. And that's what we do. We help you, you know, okay, when do you envision yourself retiring? When do you want to retire? And then we say, okay, that can't happen or it can. <laughs> I mean, the facts are the right, facts. Right, right. However, 
there's a newer concept. Now, this mm-hmm. isn't like brand new stuff here, folks, but it is something that has become more and more popular. You know, there's a lot of things like, take it for example, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is like the most in thing when it comes to fast food. <laughs> they've been around for 25 yeah, years. Yeah, but they've you been know, a you remember, in, you remember in Cape, they were at uh, the universe? No, no, no. Where were they? The mall? The mall. They were at the mall. They were at yeah. the mall. Yeah. Like you barely went there, Yeah. right? And you're just like, oh, yeah, it's okay, whatever. Now it's like the newest, greatest, latest thing yeah. in the last, what, five years or so. Well, we did have it at the university too. So, so, so yeah. my point is, is that there's things that are around that you just aren't real popular yet, Okay. And I feel like the topic today of what we're calling a phased retirement is becoming more and more popular. And and people are going, yeah, duh, no, I've heard of this. People do this all the time. But the organization of the phased retirement is something that is definitely uh, newer. And so mm-hmm. let's talk about that. And the title of our show today is Questions About a Phased Retirement. Okay. Yeah. And I think, I think this one's great because... You know, like you said, people have done phased retirements, but now we've got all these baby boomers coming out, right? So, and people who are choosing to work through retirement, you know, in some kind of capacity. So I'm excited about this topic today. So um, you want to tell us a little bit more about what we're going to be talking about and maybe the articles we're going to be referencing and things like that? Yeah, let's do it. So yep. we're going to be discussing the possibility mm-hmm. of phased retirement, and many people would like to slowly transition mm-hmm into uh, retirement instead of just cutting it cold turkey. Hey, I'm done. I don't want to work anymore. Um, and and again, it's because you either want to or have to. Right. Big difference there. Yep. We'll talk about that later. Um, and in fact, according to a recent Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies report titled Striking Similarities and Disturbing Differences, Employers, Workers, and Retirement Security. So really what this article is doing is saying, okay, we're going to see what the perceptions are. Mm-hmm. Um, about the retirement security of the employer right. versus the workers' um, perception. And so it found that 53% of workers surveyed expect to retire after the age 65 or not at all. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We hear <laughs> and more I bet you them. some of that has to do with, you know, hey, full retirement age for Social Security has gone up, you right. know, to 66, 67. So, you know, um, so maybe that has something to do with it. But half the people... Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you think about it and some of the things we've done in the past on shows when we talk about retirement statistics and 50% of people don't have anything saved to retirement. Correct. That's even scarier. That actually correlates with this number right. here. Those are the so people you, that are saying, do, I'm you, still going to be working. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or not yeah. retire ever at all. Or not retire know. at all. Yeah. So the study found that 56% of workers plan to work full-time or part-time in retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that just kind of kicks off this study here. And uh, we're going to dive a little bit more into some of the details of uh, of this article and some of the the just crazy statistics that are out mm-hmm. there. Yep. So do we have time for another question? Yes. Okay. So, uh, you know, now that we know, um, you know, the majority of people still plan to work in some capacity, right? Whether full-time or part-time. Right. Um, but obviously you mentioned this already, you know, employment's a two-way street. So what are the employers saying? Because we know the the workers may be saying they're continuing to yeah, work, but what are yeah. the employers saying? And, and so that's the striking uh, similarity. Actually, this is the disturbing difference. Okay. 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 Is that that same Transamerica study notes that 70% of employers agree with the statement. Here we go. Many employees at my company plan to continue working either full-time or part-time after they retire. So 70% of employers agree with the statement. Okay. That shows that the majority of employers are aware that their workers plan uh, to phase into retirement, okay, not just cut cold turkey, go to part-time maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite that awareness, as detailed in the report from Transamerica, only 20% of employers are currently offering a formal phased retirement program. Mm-hmm. So we have this similarity. We all agree that, hey, yeah, we are. Um, uh, I get the feeling that, you know, Bobby Joe over here doesn't have enough to retire on. And we feel like he's probably going to be working past age 65. So you have this striking similarity of feelings here between the worker and their employer. However, only 20% of employers have any kind of formal Mm -hmm. retirement program. So that's probably the most shocking thing of this show so far, which is, yeah, Brock, we know, and Danielle, Mm -hmm. we know people um, have done this before, phased into retirement and those kinds of things. But it hasn't been a formal and that's the difference, a formal phased retirement program. Right, where, where all the requirements and stuff is put together. Because, you know, I can tell you from my HR background, 
you know, we, we had this happen all the time, right? You know, I worked at, you know, one of our local hospitals and, you know, it's hard for, from the employer standpoint to handle this if the um, employee says, hey, I want to go part-time if there's not a part-time position open. Right. Right. So that's where it gets a little complicated in that, you know, as an employer, you've budgeted and you've said, OK, I can, I can handle this many, you know, full time employees, this many part time employees. And so, you know, being able to have that conversation early is important if, if you're if your company doesn't have this formal program, which it sounds like most don't, because I would say that's tough to do if you don't have that kind of flexibility in your budget, right? Correct. People around and schedule. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. So so t- so we're going to dive in a little bit more about what these formal mm-hmm phased retirement programs look like right. and um and so uh so here we go are we ready yeah we're ready okay yeah yeah but before we do we're going to say another challenge that workers who want to transition face uh is the lack of policies or programs to facilitate mm-hmm. this transition that's what we said yeah yep. transamerica yeah. found that only 32 percent of employers provide flexible schedules which yep. is part of this whole transition thing yep um, and about the same number, 31%, have a process in place to transition from full-time to part-time positions. And uh, so it's clear that most workers will need to take steps on their own to prepare for this whole phased retirement. Fortunately, Transamerica provided a few recommendations that workers can use to successfully transition into a phased retirement. Yep. So I have a feeling we're going to talk about some of those recommendations. Yes, <laughs> we are. Okay. I think we should. And we should. So, yeah. and actually, we'll just get into the first one. We got yeah. time for one or two here. Okay. Okay. Um, at the beginning. So, um, so the first one is to create a budget. Okay. So these mm-hmm. are recommendations for the employee. Since there's no, what they're saying is, is there's no employer uh, formal program of a phased retirement. Yep. Okay. So the first step in my mind, and we're getting ready to say this, but but in my mind, it's kind of going outside of the article, is that you need to have a conversation. Oh, absolutely. Like you need to have. It needs to be a yes. two-way street. Don't don't formalize this great plan in your head, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you take this to your employer, and they're like, "We can't do it. We can't do yeah, it." Yeah. Or they they get mad or whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah. It needs to be open conversation. Hey, what do you think about developing a plan for me to eventually go into a phased retirement? It's not like, "Hey, I'm throwing this on your desk. This is what I'm doing." Kind right. of thing. Right. That's why I get that's that's my point. Well, okay. and as we know, that would not go over well. <laughs> that would not go over yeah, well. Yeah, so but please you would don't be do amazed that. How many people? How many think people that's, would do that? Yeah, yeah. So. so, and I think you know we we hear from a lot of people that they are concerned with having that conversation because that you know if that doesn't go well, and I'm like you know hopefully you're working in a place where you have a good relationship to be able to have those conversations, um, and that you know if you're if you're not comfortable with that, I don't know if that's a place you want to continue to work in retirement, but you know so I right. think Brock's right. You got to start that conversation earlier. But what are some of the recommendations from this article? Well, well uh, you know what we're gonna tell you, but now right now oh, we got to take a little oh, break. We take a break. Yep. So the actual <laughs> recommendations from this study that an employee should take if there's no formal plan, which again, it doesn't look like many employers Mm -hmm. actually have this phased retirement uh, formal program. So some of the steps you need to take, it's all next right here on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? A corner, a side piece? I would argue the most important piece of the puzzle is the picture. And the same can be said about your retirement. Hi, my name is Brock Elspaugh from Innovative Financial Solutions, and I would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, give us a call at 573-332-7855 or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. Again, that's 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Allspaugh. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Yep, we are. And we're here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Yeah. So (laughs) keep listening. And if you can't listen on KZIM, KSIM, the two great stations here in Southeast Missouri, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. You can go to our website. All of our shows are recorded and put Mm -hmm. on our website. So And they're, uh, they're actually titled in there by topic. So that's why we always like to have a title of our show so you can go in and listen to it and know what you're listening to. Yep. And find some specific things you may want to go back and listen to again. Lastly, information is only as good as what you do with it. So go do something about it. And the first step you can take is give us a call. Many people have. You should do the same just to see if you're on track. Make sure that you know what you're doing is the right Mm -hmm. thing. 
Okay. So 332-7855. Leave a message. We'll call you Monday. Great. Um, okay. So no, first we got to talk about our book. So if you're just now tuning in, we are going to give away oh, yeah, two yeah, yeah. complimentary Sorry. Sorry. copies yeah. of yeah. Brock's book, The Last Paycheck, which is how to create sustainable retirement income and keep the paychecks coming in. So if you haven't already purchased yours from amazon.com, um, you can try to win one this week. So just email us at the retirement playbook at gmail.com, the retirement playbook at gmail.com and tell us you want a complimentary copy of Brock's book. We need your address, of course, so that we can mail it to you. But um, we'll give those to the first two people who email us. So make sure you do that. Okay. So uh, today's topic (laughs) is questions about a phased retirement. Yep. And a phased retirement. You might think, why are we talking about this? Mm -hmm. Duh, this has been around for a long time. No, what we're really talking about is having a formal phased Mm -hmm. retirement program at your place of employment. And you might be surprised there may be one. Yeah, Okay. that's true. But what this study from Transamerica found is that not many, many employers offer this phased retirement. But I think that the, what they're saying is, okay, if they don't offer, okay, a program like this, that you could take your own steps as an employee to develop a plan to make sure you can do this. Right. That this okay? even works for you. If this yeah. even works for you. Yep. And so they gave us some recommendations. They did. Right? So let's okay. go through some of these. And some of these, again, guys, are common sense, but um, we're going to go through them anyway. So the first one is to create a budget that includes income, accounts for living expenses, and paying off any debt you have. And considers financial goals like building both short-term savings and long-term retirement savings. So obviously, things we've always talked about, mm-hmm. have your house paid off, certainly don't have any credit cards or car loans. Right. But when you retire, you have a finite amount of income. Why would you want to have this payment lingering over your head? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have to work a couple extra years, do it. Suck it up and do it. Okay. Don't try not to have debt in retirement at all. Definitely don't have car loans. Definitely don't have credit card debt. Um, if you have to have a home loan, you know, I guess if it really works in your budget, it's okay. Right, but it's, just make sure it fits in there. It's preferable yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, you want to have an emergency account, you know, so always have emergency account six times your uh, your monthly expenses, okay? So have that in a, uh, in a savings account, totally liquid, okay? So you can get your hands on it real quick in case an emergency happened. Um, and then obviously you want to have your uh, your long t- your your retirement money right and have the those uh, savings be building up for you. Uh, number two is begin saving for retirement as early as possible and then save consistently. Consistent. Wow. Consistently. <laughs> it is early. It's early. Um, it is. It's also beneficial to create emergency savings. Done. Took care of that. Yep. Participate in your employer sponsored retirement plans if available. Be sure to take full advantage of any match. You're leaving money on the table and you're a ding dong if you don't. I feel like we preach this a lot. <laughs> we do. So that's why I say this is kind of redundant here. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you do. And so the, what the point of this is, and in the article from Transamerica, it says, hey, before you even go into your mm-hmm. employer, if they don't have this program, you march in there and go, hey, you, you know, we don't have a, 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 a formalized uh, retirement phased retirement program. So here's here's what I want to do. Well, before you do any of that, make sure you got all your stuff in a row. And that's the point of that. Right. Going through this, I know those seem common sense, and we talk about these kinds of things a lot. But uh, that's why we're doing it. Seems like common sense, but I know a lot of times you have people who are really shocked at how much you know they really do need in their budget, or, or maybe it's the other way, right? You know, it's it's more or less. So I mean, it's still a good practice to go through that, especially if you haven't done it in a while. So you know, I don't think anybody would be surprised. If I said you wouldn't believe some of the stuff I hear about what people want to do and how they want to do it. Oh, in retirement? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah. People are crazy sometimes. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, not our listeners, though. No. Not our listeners are smart and they know what they're doing and they're doing the right things. Right. They're they're making all the right steps. That's right. (laughs) So they're taking all the right steps. So (laughs) great. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about the matching dollars just to remind people about that? Sure. We... um, Okay, so you can also prepare yourself for a phased retirement by taking proactive steps to stay employed, Mm -hmm. by keeping your job skills up to date. Very important, very important. If you're starting to lose your job skills in your Mm -hmm. position, why would your employer want to keep you on part-time? It's like kind of, you know, retirement is kind of one of those funny things where if you're within five years of retirement, your employer may be just hanging on because he knows you're going to retire. Right. And if you're planning on not retiring, <laughs> you better and get those skills up to date. If yeah. you're planning on not retiring and you're just being lazy, right? why would that employer want to keep you on? So stay, uh, uh, keep your job skills up to date, stay mm-hmm. current on employment trends and marketplace needs. 
you might even consider going back to school to learn a new skill or to keep certifications active. Mm -hmm. Be sure, the article says, to have a plan in the event of a job loss or in case retirement comes early due to unforeseen circumstances like your health going down. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of those things is it um, it's sad to see, but it does happen. And um, unfortunately, employment comes early for people like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you might even consider going back to school or excuse me, I already said that. <laughs> I'm just reading here from the article. Um, but you sure uh, I found that retirement timing rarely follows your expectations. And I would agree with that. So I think, you know, it, it, very few people say, you know, um, I want to retire until this date, but I know it may not happen. Do you know what I mean? Most people just say, I'm going to work into the state. They don't think about the other stuff that you're just mentioning, right? That your health, right. um, your skills. But, you know, I'd like to reiterate the skill comment because you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, that's that's hard because, um, you know, as you get closer to retirement or thinking about retirement, you know, you're wanting to try to take things a little easier, but your employer's still running a business. So make sure you keep up on that stuff because that's pretty important. You, you want to make sure they want to retain you, <laughs> right? That's the point we, that you want to stay on board and that they want to keep you. So that's right. a good so thing. So if you, um, if you're going to reiterate that on the, on the skills, I'm going to reiterate your health, man. Yeah. Like your health is very important. Yes. And uh, be sure to take good care of yourself and monitor your health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. In my experience, I've been doing this for what, 18 years now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank care you. for you. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Healthcare is or can be one of the largest retirement expenses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have lots of other shows, guys, if you want to listen to them, truly talking about healthcare and planning for that, um, you know, in retirement, because it's even if you're Medicare eligible, there's still costs that are going to come to you. So, you know, you're still you're still going to be paying out. Right. you know, in, in costs for healthcare. So, you know, uh, take a listen to those shows if you haven't already. We have some great ones on truly just Medicare, like the, the ABCs of Medicare and some other stuff. So go listen to those because those are good, kind of help you get prepared. So healthcare can be a huge cost for any individual. Yep. People think, oh, I'm on Medicare. I'm taking care of never have a healthcare cost. No. 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 They're still cost. <laughs> they're still cost, folks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um, so it can be very beneficial to create good, healthy habits as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of like, you know, we talk about saving for retirement as early as possible. Yep. yep. You know, I was meeting with a young gentleman the other day and I just said, hey, you know what the number one factor in your success of your retirement will be? Is the amount of time that you have. Mm-hmm. He's 25 years old. To be able to save. To yeah. be able to save. Yep. You have no idea how beneficial that is and how much more you're going to have to save if you postpone it. Right, right. Okay? Yeah. Same thing with your health. You have to take care of yourself and create those habits as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't right. wait. Don't wait for it to spiral out of control. Same thing for your retirement, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't wait until you're like, oh, I'm ready to retire and you're not even close. Same thing. And plus, you want to be healthy in retirement, right? So I think you want to feel good and you want to, um, you know, be able to do the things you want to do. We talk about the lifetime or what am I trying to say? Lifestyle retirement plan, right? So, you know, having that created too, in addition to your retirement plan is, you know, what do you want to do? You know, Brock talked about that, that he's heard some, you know, interesting things on what people want to do in retirement, but it's true. You got to think about that stuff. So if it's fishing, if it's golfing, if it's taking care of grandkids, if it's traveling, you know, you need to have a plan for, you know, what, what do you want to do? What's your lifestyle going to be in retirement? Um, don't just retire and then go, what am I going to do? Cause you know, that's a lot. That's I think where your health goes bad too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. we've been discussing uh, the possibility of phasing into retirement and we've been discussing this Transamerica center for retirement studies report mm-hmm. titled striking similarities and disturbing differences between the visions and, and discussions that employers have about retirement security versus workers, right. employment employees, excuse me. Yeah. Um, we've discussed um, the mainly some of the similarities of, hey, we know people are work, have to work longer right, because right. they haven't saved enough money. Mm-hmm. Okay. But how, how do we actually address this? How do we develop this formal uh, phased retirement program here at our company? Okay. So that's what we've been talking about today. And now we're going to get into some of the actual um, uh, 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 examples Mm-hmm. mentioned in another article. It was in February of 2019. Uh, it was on marketwatch.com and it's titled Why Are Employers So Bad at Phased Retirement? Mm-hmm. Okay, And mm-hmm. it dives into some of the reasons and, and some of the examples of what people are doing out there and some of the companies. 
Okay. Right. This will be great. This is good for so tune in. Make sure you stay tuned because these will be good. Some examples of yeah. what to expect, right? Or even what to ask for. I think that's kind of good. Again, yeah. this is a phased retirement mm-hmm. where it's an actual program where you say, hey, we realize we have this baby boomer generation. 10,000 people are turning 65 every day in this country mm-hmm. and will for the next several years. Okay. If that's the case, these employers are going to have some major problems. Either you're going to have to hire these young people that you know, and train them and, and, yeah. and go through all of that. Or you keep these people on and it's a combination of, okay, maybe I do part time for both. Right. Okay? And hopefully it's a win win because but anyway, you don't want to have that loss of knowledge too. So So we're gonna get into some actual examples of what companies around the country mm-hmm. have been doing to solve this problem. And it's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face to face personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. That is why we at Innovative Financial Solutions have the Generational Vault, which allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts. Upload important information and view your financial information. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. <laughs> we are the retirement people. Yes, we are. <laughs> We're here every Saturday morning with you from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KZIM, K-S-I-M. I wish our listeners could see your hands right now. <laughs> His hands are waving hey, around everywhere. If you can't have fun, why are you doing it? I know, that's true. I agree. So, hey, before we dive back into questions about a phased retirement, I just want to remind everybody that, remember, we're giving away two complimentary copies of Brock's book, which is titled The Last Paycheck, How to Create Sustainable retirement income and keep the paychecks coming in. Um, Two complimentary copies. If you don't get your complimentary copy, you can always get it on amazon.com, but just email us at the retirement playbook at gmail.com, the retirement playbook at gmail.com. Tell us that you'd like a copy of Brock's book and give us your address and we'll get that out. So first two people. You know what? I'm going to say something else. Okay. I'm ready. You know, our book is titled the last paycheck, Mm -hmm. how to build sustainable retirement income, keep those paychecks coming in. So we're helping people plan for retirement. And if you're within five years, that's really the sweet spot, right? Yeah. Where we can really help you. Obviously, you need to be learning on how to do this and plan as early as possible. Absolutely. So we help everyone that wants to be helped. Um, but I would say that that's the most of the people are within five years. Mm-hmm. However, if you have already been retired for five, 10, and maybe even 15 years, and you have questions as to what you've been doing from a strategy standpoint and making sure that not only you and your spouse will run out of money or not run out of money, give us a call. Yeah. Just get confirmation that what you're doing is right because it's not all about you. It's about your family. It's about your spouse first and foremost. And then it's about your family. You want, you've worked hard for your retirement dollars. Why wouldn't you get a second opinion? Why wouldn't you get a second (laughs) opinion about what you're doing? Yeah. So even if you already retired, give us a call 332-7855 and let's get a second opinion review on your strategy. Yeah. And maybe you don't even have a strategy. You're just winging it. And that's the worst thing you could do. So do something about it. Give us a call. Yeah. All right. So we've been discussing uh, questions about a phased retirement. This is kind of a newer formalized program. Like, you know, people have been semi-retiring for years. Right. But now we're saying, hey, employers... Let's get some plans together, too, to make sure that your company is going to be fade into all of this retirement that people are going to be doing here in the next few years because of the baby boomer generation. Yeah. Okay. So so the article, I think, is, is interesting because it says, why are employers so bad at phased retirement? And I think that's so true because, obviously, if you're just tuning in, the other article we referenced from Transamerica talked about how they kind of realized people were working, but there was no formal plan, right? They didn't have a plan for how people are going to phase into retirement. So, you know, um, I think it's kind of, this is definitely an odd scenario. Why wouldn't people want to do something that's good for their business and keep these people? Um, but as we know, uh, sometimes, you know, we don't, take care of things until it's right in our face, right? We go, okay. <laughs> all right, now we got to figure out a plan. Yeah, what are we going to do about yeah, all this retirement? Yeah, so, yeah. So look. Man, I'm telling you, those are the people, though. These guys that have been around and gals that have been around for 20, 30, 40 years in the same company. Oh, yeah, and their knowledge. I mean, they're the jack of all trades. Yes. They know everything about the company, how it operates, especially a smaller business. Right. Holy cow, their knowledge is invaluable. It is. You it can't is. train somebody in six months or two weeks or two months or mm-hmm. even... I'm even going to say, you know, it takes a couple of years for someone to really get up to speed on all the things. You know, I, I, I've referenced this in our business before, you know, with 
with our um, office manager. It's you know it takes a couple of years to learn everything because she is the jack of all trades right. when it comes to running our business and doing the uh, administrative side of things. So and you go know, through all the cycles and the different go, things. You know, I mean, yeah. that's just that's just I mean, the way there the world is. There is a lot yeah. to learn, a lot of okay? knowledge transfer, and people are like, oh, it's okay, you know, so and so, you'll you know, no, it's not okay, no, okay. And if you're that far removed, that's a little concerning because I would say that transfer of knowledge, you know, it's what we used to call it in my world. You know, how do you transfer that knowledge? Whew, man, and and like you said, sometimes that is just somebody could write a book just on their. I their met job. with an individual <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and um, he told me that his employer asked him to write down everything that he Ooh. does. Uh oh, <laughs> he probably was like, I don't even know. Like, where I mean, do I start? Yeah, you know, I'm serious. You can't do that. Had he been at the job for a long time? Oh yeah, like forty years. Yeah, yeah. and see, and, and I think even asking that question, they probably don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Like a person who's been in a job that long and, and is a jack of all trades, they don't even know where to start when you ask that question. Okay, <laughs> so. so let's get into some of the examples in this yes. article of what companies around the country are doing okay. about this problem of all these people retiring. Everybody's like so happy. Hey, I'm retiring. It's not just from the employee's perspective. What about the employers? Yeah. And it'd be better off if everybody understood what it was and how it worked, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is some of the examples around the country of what other employers have been doing. So. The article cites a program that permits employees aged 55 and older and who have at least 10 years of work history to cut their hours by 20%. So you're 55, you've worked there for at least 10 years. Guess what? You're entitled to cut your work by 20%. Now, that includes a corresponding 20% cut in pay, Okay. but it permits the employee to keep their health insurance and pension accrual benefits. Okay, that's good. So that's good. Yeah, so it's kind okay. of a give and take here. Give it's and a take. give and take. The employer mm-hmm. has less cost, you know, with not, you know, you know, now, now if you need that person, obviously that's a different deal, but right. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's more, it could be cost effective for the employer as well. It's good for the employee because that's what they want to do. Okay. But another program that was cited in the article permits employees age 60 and older who have at least five years of work experience with the company to reduce their hours by anywhere from 20 to 50 percent. Hmm. So they really could move part time in that situation. Right. Yeah. Employees could reduce their hours by even more if they're willing to lose their health insurance benefits. Interesting. So, I mean, which is a large cost for employers, as we know, health insurance is very expensive. So, yeah, here's another example. Okay, an employer permits or workers 55 and older with seven years of experience, excuse me, to negotiate their own glide path to retirement like a paraglider slowly heading toward a perfect landing, moving your full time employment uh, to full retirement while retaining benefits. Okay. Uh, there was yet another company cited in the MarketWatch.com article that permits an employee to switch to less stressful or complex duties or phase to part-time work, all while retaining health insurance if they work at least 25 hours mm. a week. I would say that last one's probably a pretty large employer if you get flexibility to move people around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, sure. you'd have to, you know, sure. to, have to be able to say, hey, you can do a completely different job. That's, you know, that means that you got lots of, <laughs> lots of different levels of positions. So that may not work in a smaller, you know, smaller business environment. Yeah, so, so you yeah. know, there's, there but are, those are interesting, lots though. of examples out yeah. there. And I'm sure you could Google phased retirement programs. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in this as an employer, you know, you could you could research this and try to develop and and have a formal phased retirement program for your company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think having okay. a ha- having a written plan mm-hmm. is always a good idea. Absolutely, I would say that too. I think you know, um, and, and agreeable on both sides because I think the worst thing that could happen is somebody plans to go part time and let's say the employer is only thinking they're going to keep them for a couple of years, but the employee is saying, "Hey, I'm going to work as long as I can." Right. Right. You know, and I think that could be you know pretty horrible if you've got a miscommunication on that situation where you know you plan to work another five ten years and and they're saying oh i'll work i'll work on part-time for a couple years to transfer that knowledge that we talked about um you know so you don't want any surprises i agree um with what brock's saying you know just something formalized i think will help so but it sounds like there's there should be a customized customizable solution for any company that they could create right if they worked on absolutely i mean just just you know think outside the box a little bit maybe Mm -hmm. use some of these examples as a template and then you can develop your own plan. And over mm-hmm. time, I believe that more and more employers will offer formal phased retirement options. Uh, the MarketWatch.com uh, article references a WillisTowersWatson.com report entitled Working Late, Managing the Wave of U.S. Retirement. And in that report, 
of the employers surveyed said that a significant number of their workers are nearing retirement. See there? Baby mm-hmm. boomer generation, man. These are very valuable employees to right. the companies that they serve. Yeah. And scary they're all for the, getting ready to go. Yeah. Scary for the for the employer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so 54% of those employers believe that the loss of talent and experience from workers retiring will be one of the most significant labor challenges of the next five years. That's what we're saying. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't transfer that knowledge. Those are big numbers, Those are big numbers. Yeah. 83%. Yeah. 83% said a significant number of their workers are nearing retirement, and half or more than half, 54% of those employers believe that the loss of talent is the most significant labor challenge in the mm-hmm. next five years. Holy smokes. Well, I mean, you know, fortunately, we're in a good economy right now, right? So jobs are, are readily available. Right. But man, getting the right people to be able to get them in and, and train them and, t- and talent, yeah, that's tough. It's tough. So so anyway, we know it's going to be hard to replace that level of experience, right, once these workers retire. You know, you always relate um, articles and things that you read and mm-hmm. hear about mm-hmm. to your own situation. And I'm just thankful, you know, that, that we don't, you know, we don't have a lot of employees and, you know, we don't have, we won't have this issue. Right, right. Uh, because this is something that is, um, it's, it's, it's going to hit the labor yeah, market. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt yeah. about it. And it could hit our economy, you know, if we're not producing products the way we should be and the quality that it should be mm-hmm. and the amount that it should be and all of those things. So, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and you know, we've got a lot of competition around the world. We all know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know. So, yeah, no so we got to make sure we um, we can replace these valuable employees. That's true. That's true. So, so. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the report in the article? Did it say a couple more statistics here? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, the Wills uh, Towers Watson report, they cite four out of five employers ranked orderly transfer of knowledge of the organization <laughs> as the number one concern when it comes to managing retiring employees. So that's, again, that's something why they're so valuable, right? Yeah. Is because they do have all of this knowledge of the organization. Um, the report also cited that 60% of the employers felt that erratic retirements impact workplace pro- productivity and nearly one third mentioned roadblocks to younger workers' promotions mm. as another concern. Mm. Willers Towers Watson cited that these concerns were nearly universal among younger and older aged workforces. Interesting. So we want to yeah. hang on to them, but the younger workers are not sure because they want to make sure they can get those promotions. Interesting. So, yeah. but you know, I had a little mic drop right on the transfer of knowledge, right? Because that's what I've been talking about. So it was like, yep. Oh boy. <laughs> did you just say mic drop? I did. Wow. I did. I thought it was good. So. Okay. So we have kind of given you examples of what employers have done around the country to help solve this problem. We've talked about what workers are thinking and what possibilities that if you wanted to do this, what some recommendations is what you should be doing before you even bring this up to your employer. Okay. So it, it's been very knowledgeable so far on this show. We've got mm-hmm. another segment left. So don't, uh, you won't be disappointed. We're yeah. going to continue. Wrap things up. And we're going to wrap things up on our next segment. It's all here on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. That number again is 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We are the retirement (laughs) people. Yep. So we help people retire every day. Uh, Well, not every day. 
but we help people retire a lot most, yeah. <laughs> uh, around here in the southeast missouri area we take a break and every now and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. got a little office in st louis too we help yeah. people up there so yeah anybody that wants to be helped We'll help them. Yep, that's exactly right. You know, we can't help people that really don't want to be helped. Oh, well, yeah. Some people say they want to be helped. But don't really want to be helped. They really don't want to do the work to do it. <laughs> and those aren't the people that we want to no, work with. No, so. for darn sure. So, okay. well, hey, before we get back into questions about a phased retirement, that's what we've been discussing um, the past three segments. So if you're just now tuning in, I do want to remind everybody we're going to give away a couple copies of our book. So the last paycheck, Brock wrote the last paycheck book, um, uh, How to Create Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep the Paychecks Coming In. And so if you haven't purchased your copy on Amazon.com, this is your chance to get a free one. So email us at the retirement playbook at gmail.com, the retirement playbook at gmail.com. And let us know that you are interested in a complimentary copy and make sure you give us your address. And if you're one of the first two, we'll get you a copy out. All right. So we've been talking about a phased retirement. And this is a really cool topic here that, again, it's a it's something that has been happening for years and Mm -hmm. years. You know, people don't always just cold turkey retire. They sometimes go to part-time work at a different employer or maybe the same employer working on an arrangement. Um, But what has been new is the fact that they are uh, companies have started to formalize a phase retirement options because of all of the crisis that is coming about with the baby boomers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's retiring. forcing employers to look at it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah it's not and just a onesie twosie. This is a problem from both mm-hmm. sides. If you haven't saved enough money and you can't quite full retire, semi-retirement or a phased retirement could be a great solution for you. Now, hopefully, you're doing a phased retirement because you want to, not because right. you have to. And you enjoy working. <laughs> and you enjoy working and you enjoy contributing to some cause or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, the, whatever the situation may be. The fact is, this is not going away. No, no. We have a problem. They do have ways to solu- uh, to solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you're going to see more and more companies coming up with these formal phased retirement programs. Yep, I completely agree. So yep. it sounds like most businesses, regardless of the age of their workforce, though, is very concerned about retirement, how retirement's going to impact them, right? They said that they're worried about that knowledge transfer. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So they understand the fact that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. And the retirement is going to impact them. And one area that they might um, be underestimating Mm -hmm. is the financial situations of their workers. Mm. So this Willis Towers Watson report that we're citing that was uh, in that article uh, from marketwatch.com, it says that um, 71% of employers, employees, employers, believe that most of the workers who are nearing retirement age are likely to have enough savings to retire. However, more than half of the older employees surveyed said that they have financial concerns that could delay their retirement. In fact, many of the respondents expected to have to delay retirement into their 70s. Wow. That's a pretty big disconnect. That's a big disconnect. <laughs> Excuse you know? me. Yes. Yeah. Between the worker and their employer. So do employers expect workers to wait that long to retire? Do you think they know? Well, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And and in this Willis Towers Watson report, mm-hmm. 77% of employers expect that many of their older employees will not need to work until their 70s. Got it. For financial reasons. 77%. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So let's sum up the two competing views in this discussion. Okay. Workers are concerned about their finances and maybe planning to work longer into their 70s even. Mm-hmm. Uh, to better expand their retirement savings. On the other side, we have employers who believe their older employees are set for retirement and will likely retire <laughs> as soon as they can. Yep. In our first segment, we mentioned some of the steps an individual excuse me, an individual could take to increase their opportunities to work into older ages. Um, But in our next segment, we're going to take a look at some steps that companies are taking to manage employees and deal with their later retirement ages. Yeah, that's a huge disconnect. You know, all I can say right there is, man, that's a lot of miscommunication, right? So um, that's where we kind of talked a little bit earlier. Make sure you're talking with your employer, you know, about your plans. Um, Because you know what they say about assuming, right? I can't say it on the show, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what they say about that. So, you know, make sure you're having those conversations and and really discussing that. Absolutely. And some of those steps that employers are starting to take is using flexible employment Mm -hmm. options. Yep. Utilizing retirees as consultants yep. and contingent workers and expanding this phased retirement program idea. These strategies address the employer's concern of losing experienced, knowledgeable, and efficient, and some of the employees' concerns about working longer in retirement. 
So my point is, and I think the point of this article is, it solves all kinds of problems here. Yeah. And the I, fact that people haven't saved enough for retirement, they're not ready for retirement, mm -hmm. they need this income, the employer's offering it to them, it's great, everybody's happy. Right. But if you don't agree on the terms and if you don't have a formal program, it might be difficult to come to a conclusion. Well, and truly, like you said, you still or, got- Excuse me, not a conclusion, a resolution. A resolution, but you do have to back up and make sure that it truly is gonna work for you, because you know, a lot of those things, when you become a contingent worker, or if you become a contractor, right, you lose benefits, health benefits, and those kind of things. So you gotta make sure that does work for you. Um, but I, you know, kind of referenced back to my previous life in HR, you know, um, uh, hospitals, healthcare was forced to recreate these kind of plans when we had the shortage of nursing. Do you remember that? When we had the big nursing shortage. And so they did develop a lot of um, contingent plans, you know, op opportunities to go what we call per, per diem or PRN, which is, you know, really as needed kind of work um, because they couldn't lose that knowledge, right, of people retiring because there wasn't people even coming in to be able to back those, those positions. So, you know, um, there, there wasn't anybody available because they just weren't even graduating on time or could even graduate those groups of people. So, you know, we've seen this happen before in the workforce, but now it's every position, right? So not just right. nursing, it's every level of skill and every level of, you know, job that we're seeing. So I think, you know, that that article that we referenced that said this is the number one concern, you know, for uh, employers over the next five years is that knowledge loss. Yep. That's a big one. Yeah. So yeah. So exactly. I think we're going to see some conversations happen very quickly. So they're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that middle strategy that you mentioned, the one about consultants. Can we talk a little bit more? Yeah, about that absolutely. One? Yeah. And, you know, uh, Oh, excuse me. It's, it's just an option for people, you know, the, con, the consulting option. Yeah, this is um, probably one of the more common options mm -hmm. that's out there currently. Yeah. And according to that same Willis Towers Watson report, roughly 50% of companies currently utilize former employees as some form of consultant or contingent workers. Mm -hmm. These workers are already drawing some type of retirement benefit. Also, many companies hire retirees who at one point worked at another company within the same industry. Mm. to gain knowledge or gain from their knowledge as well. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Um, some companies are also expanding workplace training programs as well. And as we mentioned in the first segment, workers should take proactive steps to stay up to date and improve their skills. Companies are starting to offer enhanced productivity and training, training to help with the transition into retirement and training to help with knowledge transfer through mentoring. Yep, yep. So in that Wellness Towers Watson report, 36% of companies have been adjusting the physical workplace to improve ergonomics. Yeah. So there was a lot in that, but that was all good stuff that yeah, people need to be doing. And, and, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is why if you're getting close to retirement, you don't want to be a lame duck. Right. <laughs> Keep sharp on your skills. Yeah. You may find it very attractive to work 20 hours. Right. You know, this may I be mean, your dream come true. We've talked about the phase retirement before where you, re you, you retire from full time stressful work, take a year off and then go back and, you know, do the whole work at the, the, the Walmart or work at, you know, whatever you... Yeah, you hear a lot of people say that's their dream, right? But it, yeah, <laughs> but it might be something to consider to say, hey, I still use your employer may be up to an option yeah. that if you wanted to stay on and work maybe 20 hours a week, mm -hmm. okay, and if you kept sharp with your skills, they'd be a lot more willing to accept that offer and you're happy doing the things that you want to do still every day. Maybe they're flexible on what days you work. Maybe you only work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you take off Thursday and Friday. So don't be close-minded to about retirement. Be very open-minded about it, but to be open-minded about it, you do have to do things and keep things in order, like keeping your skills sharp, uh, keep your knowledge sharp, making sure that you don't spend too much because you right. think you might have to work or you're gonna work in retirement. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to. So keep your finances in line where you can retire if you didn't work at all. Right. However, this is just going to be a little bit of gravy. And I think the consulting idea is, is a great one too, are working as a contract worker. So check that stuff out because- You might find that your employer sees that you're more valuable working part-time yeah. than full-time. <laughs> well, and truly, I think what's great about the consulting or on contract work, sometimes you can do as little or as much as you want. So you might have the option to not even work set hours and maybe work on a project, right? So there's a project that's coming through that your knowledge is important to have, and you might be able to just contract to do that project. And then you're not set on hours. So it might be just a beautiful thing. It might be a mix of everything. This is interesting. At nearly one third of the companies in the survey, current mm -hmm. workers that are nearing retirement can shift into re different roles. Okay. This may mean moving from a management role to a more individual contributor role. Yeah. yeah. The report states that these types of programs may be expanded 
up to half of the employers by the year 2020. That's yeah. next year, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's not that Some companies permit older workers to work shorter weeks or scale back to part-time. So we just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Or even part-year. Ah, part yeah, kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you only work seasonal, right? Right. right. Uh, the study sees more options expanding to more employers over the next few, few years as well. Absolutely. As we continue to see the baby boomers wanting to slow down and or call it quits altogether. Yeah, yeah. Be able. To, I think the, 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 the gist of this program, right, is that it's, it's being able to create something, have the conversation, um, don't just assume things, right, on either side, the employer or the employee side, and... Make sure that you are having a good, you know, conversation with, you know, both sides so that you're, you know, nobody's confused and you know how long you plan to work or keep an open mind, keep an open mind, just keep an open mind about what think outside of the box. It's okay to think outside of the box to come up with ideas and and then present them Mm -hmm. in a fashion that that is not threatening and or suggestive that, you know, might make somebody mad. So you should have a way, maybe it's not straight up to the CEO of your company, right? In other words, it's maybe to just your manager and then it gets, you know, sent up the pipeline mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, you know, I think if everybody has an open mind and then we can come up with a, with a, with a formalized plan. So maybe you, it's not formal now, but that's okay. You come up with this idea and maybe you even get credit for creating this phase yeah, retirement at your may, employer. Yeah, they may pass it on to everybody exactly. else. Exactly. So, yeah. So anyway, guys, this I hope this has opened up your eyes um, to At least other got you options thinking about things. Got you thinking about <laughs> things that you may have not have thought about in the yeah. past. That's what we're here to do, is to bring you knowledge and bring ideas that you may have not have heard of or thought of yourself. So there we go, folks. That's it for this week's episode of The Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.